Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 74 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, business managers and leaders, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to episode 74. Episode 74 is entitled, Enjoying Success Without the Guilt. Um, Time and time again, I come across people who have worked their tails off to create something wonderful, to um, bring a vision into reality, and the consequences of, of that is that, you know, we build a successful business, we're making money, and then we hit the guilt uh, of that. Um, when it comes to rewarding our success, suddenly we're worried about what the family will think, we're worried about what our employees will think, and we find that we are suddenly selling ourselves short and denying ourselves the, the fruits of our labours. Um, and I think this is a real tragedy, and it, and it seems to be a theme that, that consistently pops up uh, around people. Um, you know, for many of us, what we learned from our family system that was really good was we, we learned a, um, a, to a really good sort of work ethic um, for many of us. What our family system might not have taught us very well is a really good reward ethic. Um, and we take all kinds of messages that we've picked up along the way, either directly or indirectly, um, from our family system, from our tribe, so to speak, the people we surround ourselves with, you know, uh, they help us to formulate our beliefs, both good and bad, around money, our beliefs, both good and bad, and or workable and unworkable around success. Um, and these, if left unexamined, can really cap our ability to get on in the world, um, or if we're able to transcend them, uh, it will cap our ability to really take advantage of what we've worked towards. Um, and time and time again, I've really seen people come up against, um, uh, you know, a strong sense of guilt and anxiety around actually enjoying the success that they've created in, in really feeling like they're allowed to, entitled and deserving uh, in when it comes to rewarding self. So I really thought that this was a very... Um, a topic definitely worth exploring a little bit, offering some distinctions that I hope will help you because I think it's it's just so important going going forward. Um, how, how do we manage the guilt effectively? Um, how do we prepare ourselves, those of us, you know, those of us who are at a level of success and those of us who are working towards it, it, it can be an inevitable roadblock that all of us need to work through at some point, you know. Where it stems from to a degree is we come from a tribe, we come from a family system, and part of belonging to a tribe is that um, we buy into the beliefs of the tribe. Um, and when we're young, we don't tend to analyze the beliefs of the tribe, we just take them on as gospel or doctrine. 
Um, when we come into a, a sense of adult uh, maturity and emotional maturity, we're able to look at our system with more objectivity and we're able to say, you know, honestly, these are the things that my family system did really well and these are the areas that our family system wasn't very strong in. Um, and that is part of adult maturity, that we don't have this um, dysfunctional sense of loyalty that says, I can't question anything the family did. I have to buy into every element of the family beliefs because we never, you know, we never get our opportunity to express our authenticity, to develop deeper connections in the family and help the entire family system be guided towards a new way to be more healthy, more productive, more profitable and more connected. So we don't serve anybody by giving into this, um, these old um, feelings of guilt. Um, if we reduce ourselves down, if we deny ourselves, if we play small, how on earth are we setting a precedent in our family system? How are we shining a light on doing things even better than what was done before? How are we being an inspiration if we give in to those feelings and we take, you know, we resort to behaviors that either start to mute down our success, almost look like we're sabotaging our success, or we just refuse to, um, uh, you know, enjoy any of the rewards that come with money, any of the rewards that come with success, because we're so worried about what the family will think. And it takes massive courage and massive courageous vulnerability to be able to, in the face of what we think might be a bit of pushback from our family system, to, to really be able to embrace in healthy ways the rewards of what we've achieved. Um, but it is just so important. Um, you know, where where some of this originates too is, is, you know, coming out of 20th century, thinking into the 21st century, you know, there used to be going all the way back to, you know, the 1920s and the 1930s and 40s, um, where the idea of self-sacrifice, the idea of toil, the idea of, of um, you know, work stoically um, to create a platform for your family. And if it came at the cost of you, that was still considered to be a dutiful um, and a good way to live. Um but times have changed. We don't need to run ourselves into the ground anymore. It's not the same environment. It's not the same culture. And certainly since the 50s and 60s with a better and more healthier sense of self-inclusion rather than just giving ourselves away like a slave to, you know, um, if, if I just go along to get along, if I just comply, if I just be service orientated in a way that even if it causes me exhaustion, pain and distress, never mind, I'm still giving back to my family, I'm still giving back to my community. That that kind of premise doesn't work anymore. Um, and it doesn't, you know, allow us to, to model and demonstrate a legacy of true health to the next generation. Whereas if we can push back against the, the, the elements of guilt and anxiety that we feel when we start to do something slightly different to what was acceptable by our, our tribe and our family system, and if we can move through that, then I think we are actually offering massive value to our family system by being a demonstration of how we can do things slightly differently. It's not baby out with the bathwater. We're not, we're not swinging in polarity and saying everything about my family system is bad. That's just as dysfunctional. And that's just the other side of blindly accepting that everything our family did 
was fantastic. Um, like I said, this is about adult mature moderacy where we can sit in the middle ground and we can examine from an adult objective place what was useful about the beliefs of my family and, and what wasn't. So we're not casting blame or anything like that. It's a hot takes a whole system to develop and support a set of beliefs, but we are starting to get the courage to go, no, I have to look at developing my reward ethic. I have to learn at how to healthily embrace success and include and give to myself. You know, you know I, I have to include myself in giving rather than focusing entirely on others. Um, and what that sometimes means is uh, we come from a tribe and, and sometimes we need to start developing a second tribe, a, a tribe that um, embraces a more um, like-minded, relevant, progressive set of beliefs um, uh, that, that are a bit more attuned to what our present environment and culture are looking for. Um, so this is where the idea of entrepreneurial groups, um, of, of groups of business managers, um, CEO groups, where we're able, you know, we've got, we're able to share in um, and, and get honest feedback from, from people who aren't necessarily going to judge us, aren't going to give us feedback from a place of limitation, but rather they can acknowledge our success, they can support our success um, and help us to embrace that success, even if we feel a bit guilty and anxious about doing so. Um, but we've got that, you know, we're not, we're not leaving our old tribe, that's not healthy either, but we are starting to surround ourselves with, you know, a, a, a also um, other tribe members we're starting to include who are a little bit more like-minded, who can, who have a more balanced um, idea and demonstrate, you know, the kind of comfort with success, both in the giving and receiving sides, um, that we would look to emulate because, you know, if we haven't got kind of the ideal role models around it or we're the first entrepreneur in our family system, um, then we really do need to look outside our system and do so guilt-free to go, no, in order to support myself and move forward, I need to find like-minded individuals or people who are a little bit further down the path than me who've come across these problems and they've managed to navigate them. And, you know, we can ask those questions of one another. You know, how do you manage the guilt? How do you allow yourself to reap the rewards of your success without experiencing too much guilt and anxiety. Um, so there's a couple of things that we can kind of do here. Yes, we have to examine some of the beliefs that are driving us, especially those ones that we're not super aware of, that we have to bring out of, um, that are running at the unconscious level and bring into conscious awareness to kind of look at, you know, like I said, if we're looking at the central themes that we took away from our family, both directly and indirectly, um, that, that say, well, you know, what did my family system teach me about success? Um, you know, what did my family system teach me about wealth? What did my family system teach me about money? You know, maybe you came from an environment that kind of inadvertently said wealthy people are bad people. In order to be wealthy, I have to break the rules. I have to become a bad person. Um, it's going to be very difficult for you to succeed at the level you want without challenging that belief and going, no, actually, that's not true. Um, you know, money is just a tool. Um, it, it, you know, we need to develop a skill set around money, but also if I'm a good person, money will help me become even better. And if I am a bit on the, uh, dysfunctional character, disturbed, bad person, if you'd like to say side, then there's every chance that, that money will exacerbate that. So, you know, money is only an amplifier to what was there already. Um, and money gives us choice. Money gives us freedom. It gives the chance for us to give to self 
and also to give to others. It's it's wondrous. Um, but when we come from a background of lack and scarcity and and kind of beliefs about what wealthy people are like, um, you know, it really serves us to really work at kind of going, are there limiting beliefs running here that are slowing down my um, my my movement towards success or not allowing me to enjoy it as much as I should? Um, then what do I do about that? How do I confront those those sorts of elements? And there's plenty of ways to do that. That's probably more than we can go into in this particular topic. But I thought we'd just look at a couple of ways in which, okay, so what can we do? If we identify that we've got some issues around guilt um, and success, like I said, go find like-minded, trusted people who've been able to move through it and ask them how, how they've done it, you know, get some insight from them. Um, we might start uh, micro-rewarding. You know, sometimes people swing in the polarity and go, well, you know, um, damn it, I've worked hard all my life, I deserve it, and then they will go and, and, and in a reactive kind of way over-reward themselves by something massive that doesn't actually end up meeting any of their needs, they're bored with it in three months, and it becomes this giant waste and, and in some ways becomes an affirming message for the negative rather than the positive. So we're, we're really careful that we're not rewarding out of reactivity, we're, that you know, we're not swinging in rebellion against the idea of denying ourselves something, but rather from a place of moderacy, we're starting to look and go, okay, what would be a way I could start? So if we kind of start with micro rewarding, we might start with a small reward, um, and it might be something as simple as just going and buying, you know, um, an item of clothing that, you know, we, we're just getting it because we can and we want to. That's all. It, you know, rather than going, well, I need some more work outfits, I need some more workout outfits, you know, we're not buying for function um, or purpose, we're just buying for fun, we like it, we love it, we can afford it comfortably, then we're going to buy that and then um, that, you know, that's, that's, you know, when we're working out maybe micro rewards and then we can start to gently build ourselves up from, from there to, to, um, to more significant things. So it might be that you start with something small and work your way up. Um, the other thing that might help you to manage your guilt is when you, um, do a small gesture for someone, you make sure you do something of the equivalent to yourself. So if I give $60 to charity, I'm also then going to give, um, I'm going to spend $60 on myself, maybe go out for a lovely dinner or something like that. And you'd be amazed for some people how anxiety producing something as simple as that is. Um, there's a process when I was going through uh, my um, addiction recovery work, um, there was a, a process for some people who were chronic givers and, and could not receive where they would be required to throw themselves a party for no particular reason. Um, it wasn't a birthday, it wasn't Christmas, it wasn't any kind of celebration. It was just, they were throwing a party for themselves and they were required to invite guests and ask the guests to, to bring them a gift. And it was amazing to watch people who were stuck in chronic unhealthy giving, the amount of terror and anxiety that produced. Um, you know, asking someone to say, I'd like you to buy me a gift valued at about 10 or $20, please, and, and give it to me. Um, and then I've got to sit in, 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 in and manage that I now don't feel the compulsion to go, oh, now I have to give you something back. 
Um, and, and it's amazing how confronting for some people receiving is. And we have to get better at that because, you know, if we're raising the next generation to, to be able to manage the dynamic of healthy giving and healthy receiving, it's a two-sided process. You can't just focus on one side. You can't be a chronic giver and not pay for that at some level emotionally, spiritually, with resentment or worst case scenario in health. Um, and you also can't be a chronic taker. You know, you've got to be able to find uh, the balance between healthy giving and receiving, but they are both on the same spectrum. And, and so part of adult functionality, adult maturity is getting comfortable with being able to receive. So there's those particular ways you can do it, um, or you might look at, um, it's a stepping stone, um, but you might look at, okay, I'm going to do a nice gesture and I'm going to include my family in it. You know, so I think we're going to go to a picnic, um, you know, and, and, you know, that's something that I thoroughly enjoy, but I'm also going to use this time to spend with my family. Um, and so we might start with including ourselves in group giving um, and then work our way, but you have to get to a place where you are comfortable to give to yourself in the story. Um, you know, we're not listening to the voice of guilt. We're not listening to the voice of doubt. And we're understanding that this is about, not only about ourselves, but this is about being a healthy role model for the next generation. And even the generation, you know, we're at the same level as, and the one above us. Somebody has to start demonstrating healthier behaviors. Um, and it's okay. I know it can be very stressful. It can feel a bit disloyal. But I really think our greatest loyalty and our greatest giving to our family system is the ability to start to embrace our own authenticity, show our authentic self in our family system without pushing too far in rebellion or denial, um, and really starting to be a demonstration on some of those things that we know our family system didn't well, didn't do as well as it could. And all family systems are the same. All family systems have things that they did really well and things that they were less educated on, less effective on, um, it's okay. It's just a byproduct of, of system. And this is one way in which we give by teaching people how to get comfortable with receiving. Um, but it can be, as we're doing this, it will produce anxiety, it will produce guilt, and we have to be able to move through that, examine it, and come to a place where we can truly embrace the money we've made, where we can truly embrace the freedom we've created, where we can truly embrace the success that we've met, we've created, and then work through, you know, any set of consequences has an upside and a downside. Um, and it's amazing the, the sort of things that we, that present from being a really successful person that we need to work through. How does my identity change? What are my behaviors going to be like now? You know, um, in the early days, I used to have to show up at five in the morning. I left at seven at night to build my business. But now um, things have changed. I've scaled successfully. I've got people delivering on my vision and my mission. Um, I don't need to do that anymore. Great. What am I going to do next? Um, and like I said, that can be very confronting as we begin to shift our identity, as we begin to transform and we begin to be the kind of people who can really embrace in a healthy way, um, you know, the, the, the rewards, the rewards of what we've done, the rewards of the courage that we took to take risks, to be truly courageous in the face of failure. When we did fail, we were the ones that got up and kept going. And you absolutely deserve um, to, to reap the rewards of your hard work. And I really hope that you can. And I really hope that this episode has given you some some um, uh, food for thought around this because I think it's 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 really endemic 
Um, and it's 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 not it's it's really unfortunate to watch someone you know struggle to give to themselves when all the numbers line up it's it's you know it's not a an emotive thing it also lines up at the logical level that says you know all the numbers fit um whether this goes well or it doesn't i can cover this off financially there is no issue um I, it's right there for me to get that beautiful car buy that holiday house have that lovely outfit spend less time at work and the business is still going to run as well as it did before if not better um and yet i still the only thing that's preventing me from stepping into that next stage um, is the guilt and anxiety around what people will think. And if people do um, have adverse thoughts about that, well, we have to look at what, what what's that about for them? You know, we were the ones who took the risks, um, you know, and we're making the discernment. You know, if we want kind of feedback that adds to our level of confidence and competence, then we're looking for, for it from like-minded people, not the people who are kind of, they're chipping away in the background because they didn't have the courage to take the steps themselves and there's a, a level of resentment or frustration um, or they put it down to luck, you know, because they didn't see all the hours of hard work. We just have to have some discernment around who we listen to because most of the knockers, most of the criticizers, um, you know, that comes from a place of their own stuff. That's not actually anything to do with us. So really getting some uh, discernment from an adult level about who to listen to and where does that advice come from? Is that actually about them or is there something here that generally can help me? That That's the other element here that we're growing in our adult awareness of which critics to listen to, which critics will help to add to our competence because it's healthy criticism. And when we say criticism, it, it, you know, they're pointing out, here's, here's two or three things that would help you go even further and I'm right behind your success. I'm so delighted for you. Go for it, grab it. That's great. You know, these are the kinds of people that we're listening to and are helping us to get better, not the people who are triggered in their own belief systems around what we're doing. We have to just, you know, we're, we're not making those people wrong or bad, but, but you know, they're not part of the equation for us. They're not going to help and serve. Um, if anything, they're going to keep us stuck. They're not going to add to the family legacy. They're not going to add to the tribe legacy. They're just going to keep the tribe where it was. Um, and that's about them and not us. So that's the other thing. Um, it takes time, it takes effort, and and like I said, you know, if we're if we're kind of struggling to manage our guilt and anxiety, then we're we're, we're going to and we're speaking to that healthy support group we've got around us. So thank you. I hope you found this episode interesting. As always, for those of you who've been listening along with the series right the way through, my profoundest gratitude for everybody who's who's joined the uh, the program and the journey of the show. I am just so grateful to anyone. Time is such a precious resource. So I really appreciate it when people take the time out of their lives to listen to the episodes. Thank you. If you're just joining us, um, you know, the way you can support the show is go to iTunes, download, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review because it helps the reach of the program. And I'm really passionate about, you know, helping to create more productive, profitable, and, and harmonious relationships across the board, both in business and personal lives. You can also um, find me on uh, LinkedIn, um, um, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, if you want to reach out, say hi. Um, episode suggestions are always really welcome. I do uh, in-house and public trainings 
um, around uh, NLP and also elements of, you know, perfecting human dynamics and getting the most out of our teams and the most out of ourselves as a human being, um, both in our business and our personal lives, and then one-to-one work too. So thank you so much. Um, Also, uh, YouTube, um, the Relationship Resourcing Series, come and check me out on YouTube as well. Um, And we're doing a lot of the similar sort of stuff um, on that medium. And I just wish you all the best in your life. I really wish you and encourage you to, in a healthy way, reward yourself, embrace your success, um, and, and learn how to really enjoy it. So until we're with each other on the next episode, bye for now.